your city Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song We'll all be flying higher than a jetliner And if you want a little bang in your yin-yang, come along yeah, it is factually impossible that somebody committed a crime so they could pay their rent. We put together a number of task forces with the Biden campaign. One of them was on health care. Uh, he, in fact, moved uh, a whole lot, many areas. Arizona is very much in play in 2020. So we appreciate you taking some time to talk to the people of our state. Oh, you're it's an important city. You guys are going through hell right now, aren't you? Only 106 days until Election Day. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. From coast to coast. From border to border. From sea to shining sea. Sean. All right, 106 days to go. Hope you're all buckled up this now. When you get to the final 106 days, 100 days, uh, it gets insane. It gets crazy. It gets, it becomes an unmitigated uh, Schiff, as dedicated to Adam Schiff, the corrupt, compromised, congenital liar. Um, it is what it is. We have a lot to get to today. We're going to talk with the House Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy. Um, we're going to get into the 2020 agenda, um, and there is anecdotally what I believe and what I've been saying in the last week and a half, this race has fundamentally changed. It has changed because of Joe Biden's actions, and on top of it, we still have yet to ascertain or determine whether he has the mental alertness, the strength, the stamina for the toughest job in the world. My thoughts is it's not even close. He does not. Now, by the way, it's not an attack against the Democrat. It's just my observations. I mean, he has aged to me dramatically since he left office just, you know, four years ago. Uh, Bernie Sanders, I think Bernie's a little, is he about the same age as Joe? Right around the same age. I don't see the problems in Bernie Sanders that I see in Joe Biden. But Joe Biden, he can deny it all he wants, but police have now become the enemy. He used those words. You know, are you going to reallocate the funds from the, yeah, reallocate the funds. He said it, they deny it. Uh, we played it again and again and again. So, you know what, at this point, I just think they're doing, uh-oh, what do I do? I think the greatest example that they know that they are in a weakened position on the Democratic Party side is that Joe now, you know, historically, candidates would run to their base in a primary, because the, the base is the part of the party that is usually most energized that will get out and vote. It's not usually on either side, conservative, liberal, liberal, Republican, Democrat, enough to get you to win the general election. You need to appeal to people a little outside of your base. And but Joe Biden has done something I have not seen or or ever in my lifetime that I can recall. And that is that he has now had to you know, call in the reinforcements because deep down they've, they've been obviously polling this. That's my guess. And they're finding Bernie Sanders. People are not excited by Joe Biden. They've been finding and AOC has been vocal about it. Her supporters are not loving Joe Biden. Uh, so Joe has now had to do something very unconventional and I don't think it's going to end up well for him. I think he's now solidified and opened up 
independents now to go to Donald Trump. Number one, by embracing this, the police have become the enemy and reallocate funds from the police. Defund is how I interpret that. And then Bolshevik Bernie's radical, extreme socialist agenda, the most radical agenda that I've ever seen in my lifetime proposed by anybody. He's now not only gone into partnership with Bernie, but he's also adopted the exact verbiage. In other words, he's done another plagiarizing thing. Then adopting AOC, you know, to capitulate to that crazy environmental wing of the Democratic Party that says we'll get rid of oil and gas and coal and, you know, emissions free and, you know, 10, 15 years, blah, 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 or the planet's going to blow up or we won't have a planet, whatever bizarre prediction she had made in the past. And then everything's free. Well, you don't need to be a mathematical whiz at MIT or Harvard to figure out that, okay, you can't spend those trillions of dollars on a new green deal, uh, get rid of oil and gas and coal, the lifeblood of the world's economy, eliminate America as the number one energy producer in the world, which we are now thanks to the policies of Donald Trump uh, and also energy independent for the first time in 75 years and think that that's ever going to end up well. I don't think that if you look at, and there's anecdotal evidence that we'll get to in a second, I don't think most Americans like what they see in Chicago and Portland and Seattle and New York and and all these cities have one thing in common. They've all been run by liberal Democrats for decades. These blue states we talk about, economic ruin, horrific pandemic response, starting in New York with Cuomo, and then you've got Murphy and Whitmer and, you know, what's the Pennsylvania, Wolf in Pennsylvania. I mean, disastrous. And to his credit, I thought that Gavin Newsom did much better than most of them. Although we have some data, I mean, I can't believe the fraud that's been happening in terms of testing in Florida and in Texas. It's almost like, really? Um, We have, you you know, your typical body count from a weekend. And I'd like to remind you, it was during, you know, the Biden, you know, Barack and Joe years that they barely mentioned Chicago. And it was happening all through those years. Criminal justice reform didn't happen with Barack and Joe. Police reforms didn't happen with Barack and Joe. Helping historically black colleges with the longest commitment, with the greatest amount of money. That, that wasn't Barack and Joe. Uh you know, add to that all the other things, the record low after record low after record low unemployment for every minority group in the country. That wasn't Barack and Joe either. That was Trump. The violence this weekend in Chicago sounds like every other weekend. But every one of these numbers I'm about to give you are real human beings. They're families. They are, you know, we're talking about moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas. And now too often we're even talking about children. And when people are shot, lives are upended in ways you can't even imagine. And when people are shot dead, well, how do you recover from that? If it's grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, or a young child, one-year-old killed in Brooklyn in a park, you know, wrong turn by a mother in Atlanta and into their little, you know, at the Wendy's where the Rayshard Brooks incident happens, You know, we had shown the people there taking over the Wendy's and an entire couple of city blocks chopped Chaz Zone in Atlanta. Mother makes a wrong turn. Eight-year-old little girl, our precious treasure, 
dead. Seven-year-old little girl killed in Chicago. Fourth of July. Well, you know, playing at her grandma's house. Really? That's, a, that's our national treasure. Many of you have commented on the Horace uh, Lorenzo Anderson Sr. interview. He lost his son, Horace Lorenzo Anderson Jr., 19-year-old young man. He's never coming back. That happened in the summer of love, spaghetti potluck dinner zone, chop Chaz autonomous zone. This weekend in Chicago, 63 people were gunned down, 12 fatalities. In addition, 18 police officers wounded there. Among those shot, two young boys, eight, uh, ages 10 and, 12, uh, 10 and 11, wounded. The violence exploded Friday night. Hundreds of protesters attempted to topple the Christopher Columbus statue, faced off with dozens of Chicago police. Twelve of those who were arrested were facing now charges. Eighteen officers injured there. By the way, we have a senior Biden campaign staffer caught publicly trashing America's police officers, calling them worse than pigs. A supervising uh, video producer for Biden's presidential campaign complaining that cops should not be called pigs because pigs are sweet, intelligent, compassionate police officers are, quote, monsters who don't deserve to be called pigs. In early June, Biden's videographer tweeted hashtag defund the police. Days later, she said Buffalo's police department should be defunded immediately. Biden campaign won't answer Fox's request for information. Seattle rioters are seen damaging, looting stores to arrest 12 more cops injured there. Uh, Residents marched to Seattle council members home for not publicly supporting the defund Seattle police movement. Uh Oh, that can't work out. Well, the group started. They went to the home of council member uh, Juarez, Deborah Juarez, and uh, different people took turns talking about their interactions with officers. Nine council members have publicly supported defunding 50%. Anti-cop demonstrators clash with a pro-police, uh, a pro-police rally in Denver after the, the uh, Back the Blue organization ignored advice to cancel events, saying he would give up that ground to domestic terrorists. Oh, boy. Then you have federal officers, you know, using tear gas in Portland, Oregon again. And it was like being, quote, preyed upon, according to a Portland protester, saying federal officers in unmarked vans are detaining them. Well, that would be to protect the rest of the city. House Democrats asking Inspector General to investigate the use of federal officers at the Portland protest. What did the governor of Oregon say? The mayor of Portland, get the hell out of here. Wow. Nice thing to say when the president is trying to protect federal buildings that they're not protecting. Oh, and by the way, clean up the graffiti on your way out. By the way, same people, Jerry Nadler and company, same idiots. By the way, if you're going to vote in 106 days and you want Donald Trump to be your president, you may want to pay very close attention to down ticket races like the Senate and the House. You have federal officials dismissing Portland leaders and they're called to leave the city. They're not going to do it. Ken Cuccinelli. Uh, also, I interviewed, what was the guy's name, uh, Wolf, uh, the acting DHS secretary? No, we're not leaving. We're going to protect the property that these the states and cities won't protect. Portland politicians are, you know, condoning the destruction of city and police. Uh, the police union boss out there is saying the elected officials have condoned the destruction and the chaos. Yep. 
According to the Police Association, that's scary. Protesters dubbed Naked Athena faces off with Portland police. Great. You have moments of, you know, a, a protester in a Navy sweatshirt shrugs off a, a baton beating and tear gas attack by officers in Portland as the president claims the city's lost control. Well, the president says these are war zones. If you lose 63 people in a weekend, is that a war zone? He had one African-American man holding an American flag begging protesters in Portland. None of you are representing black lives as he tries to protect a federal courthouse from vandals. You know, actually it was 70 shot, 10 fatally in Chicago this weekend. It's actually up to 12 now. Sad. Last weekend it was 64, 13 fatally. Chicago, you know, friends of police leader drafting a letter to the president. Please help us. Please, and the president might deploy federal agents to Chicago this week. Mother's third child, a, a victim of Chicago violence. He was my last child, my last baby. I want justice. You know, it's, I, I mean, how much of this New York City? Ten shot, one killed, bloody Saturday. As shootings again skyrocket in New York City. You're seeing some pushback, though. Told you about the African-American man with a flag standing against the protesters. It was an African-American woman uh, opposing the Black Lives Matter movement was arrested Saturday for dumping paint on a mural outside a Trump Tower. Live streamers herself doing it to similar murals in Harlem and Brooklyn, New York. And she said, yeah, we did an all nighter. We want our police refund the police. Well, how do grandmothers and grandfathers feel in any neighborhood? Forget about race. Doesn't every American that wants to pursue happiness in life have the right to safety and security? Our children, our, our parents, our grandmothers, our grandfathers, I'll put myself out of it. I'll defend myself. Thank you very much. Go use resources elsewhere. Scary. We have some corona updates, an update on the election in 106 days. Uh, we're only 15 days from live free or die. America and the world on the brink. Live free or America dies in Latin. Hannity.com, the whole case, I'm laying it out. You know, we can't find an instance where Joe Biden has said, you know what, the 99%, 95%, 80% of police do a good job. Can't find it. You know, big, uh, you know, the mob and the media. Well, he never actually said the police are the enemy. He did say they've become the enemy. He did say that, well, can we, he was asked, can we agree that we can redirect some of the funding in a discussion of the police? Yes, absolutely. But you see, they don't want to use the word defund because they think reallocate sounds better. They think we're stupid. Listen and you decide. Uh, surplus military equipment for law enforcement. They don't need that. The last thing you need is an up-armored Humvee coming into a neighborhood. It's like the military invading. They don't know anybody. They become the enemy. They're supposed to be protecting these people. So my generic point is but that... Do we agree that we can redirect some of the funding? Yes, uh, absolutely. One of the things that we also need to be doing is fundamentally changing the way, and I've been pushing it for years, changing the way we deal with our prison system. Donald Trump already did that because you didn't do it as vice president for eight years. The criminal justice system, police reform. Uh, you know, they've now become the enemy of the people that they're supposed to protect. This is the leader of the Democratic Party. This, this is their guy running for president. And oh, of course we can read, uh, you know, can we redirect some of the funding? Absolutely. We can. What did he do after Ferguson? What did Barack do after Ferguson? 
or after Baltimore or all these other incidents. You know, I, I just sit here and the mob, you know, you have 70 people shot. Ask yourself, do you know the names of any of them? Do you know the name of the 10 and 11 year old young children that were shot this weekend in Chicago? Do you know any of the names of the 12 people dead in Chicago? You know, in Portland, you know, you see what, you know, Chad Wolf, the acting DHS secretary, and the president says we're not going to allow them to vandalize federal buildings. Ken Cuccinelli, also deputy secretary. Violence in Portland has been going on four, five, six weeks. We got intelligence about planned attacks on federal facilities. We backed up with Federal Protective Services, and they're going to do it in Chicago. The president's correct. They've become war zones. Why doesn't the media, why do they cherry pick maybe one or two cases and ignore the 99.9% of other cases where innocent people are shot and or killed? All right, 25 now till the top of the hour. Oh, look at this. John Kasich is going to speak on Biden's behalf at the Democratic Convention. Well, a lot of good it did when he didn't show up at the president's convention in his home state the last time. Where was the convention the last time? I don't even remember. Was it in Cleveland? It was in Cleveland. Um, you know, it, it just, I don't even know what, let me say this about the never Trumper movement. And I, I, and I know that a lot of the people that are in this movement, um, some people I've known for a long time and I watch very closely and some of, you know, attack me, uh, and I'm fine with all of that. It doesn't bother me at all. I'm just used to it. If it's a day without incoming in my life, it's something's wrong. Something must be really off that. What do you say the percent of days we get attacked, Linda's? Kind of like 100, right? We almost bat 100, uh, bat 1,000, right? It's almost every day there's some shift show to deal with, some liar out there with some psycho attacking us, right? And if in the age of social media, I mean, it's it's guaranteed every, almost every second of the day. But um, I think to have some peace about who you are as a person, you just got to ignore it. Even when it's full of lies, even though you might want to have an impulse to fight back, it just, I like to stay focused on the things that, that matter. And, and, you know, in this particular case, you just, I don't know, John Kasich is going to, whatever. You know, I knew John Kasich, also was a hothead, had a bad temper. I saw it on display. He knows the exact incident I'm talking about. I'm not going to be, you know, I, that's not my... I, I, I used to like him a lot. He worked with Newt Gingrich. And what's amazing to me, and this happened in 2016 with me and Kasich, I remember texting him. I remember saying, you got a minute? I'd like to talk to you. Comes back if it's about Donald Trump. No. And I wrote back, oh, so we won't talk about how many people have been put on, you know, we, 13 million more Americans on food stamps. You don't want to talk about that. You don't want to talk about 8 million more in poverty. You don't want to talk about the lowest labor participation rate in the seven, since the 70s. Lowest uh, home ownership rate in 51 years. I wrote the whole list. You don't want to talk, uh, John Kasich, about the worst recovery since the 40s. You don't want to talk about uh, Obama, uh, in, this, in that particular case, Hillary's you know corruption. You don't want to talk about any of that. You don't want to talk about the two distinct visions and um, I watch people, and they, they claim that they're conservatives. But they're going to sign on to Joe Biden. And 
I, I don't know what's like a switch went off in people's minds. And I'm not being judgmental. I don't, everyone's entitled to their own view here. But don't tell me that you believe in conservatism and you don't appreciate the president's judicial philosophy or the president on law and order and safety and security uh, or the president's tax cuts or the president's deregulation or the president making us energy independent for the last, you know, for the first time in 75 years and the world's number one producer of energy in more years than that. Uh, you, you can't tell me that, you know, because if you're voting for Biden, if you're supporting Biden, you're supporting redistribution, Bolshevik Bernie's radical extreme socialism, AOC's insane Green New Deal. You're supporting the, the long laundry list that everything's free. The elimination of, you know, oil and gas and coal, the lifeblood of the world's economy. You're buying into policies of appeasement on foreign policy and uh, the United Sanctuary States of America amnesty for everybody. I mean, that's what you're buying into. So it, the only uh, be free to be who you are, but don't tell me you're a conservative. Because there's nothing conservative about this team that Biden now has surrounded himself with and the agenda that Biden is now embraced. Rat the most radical socialist agenda ever uh, that I can think of in history. This is it on steroids and human growth hormone. So you can be never Trumper. You can slam Sean Hannity. You can attack Sean Hannity. What about Donald Trump's style? And he said this and it wasn't true. And that I'm like, wow. Yeah, but you know what, Sean? That was the problem. In in 07, you know, when you were calling out, you know, Eric Rush was coming to us with the Reverend Wright stuff, and we were talking about Reverend Wright. We haven't Wright had Eric Bill on Ayers. in a while. I hope he's doing well, and we should have him yeah, back. Yeah, he's a good dude. We got to get him back. Um, but, you know, there were people like that that were sort of laying the groundwork, and now what's happening, you know, the, the cut that we had last week of Angela Davis talking about Biden and how the reason that they've picked him to be their candidate has nothing to do with him. It has to do with the fact that he's malleable because he's becoming feeble and they can just tell him what to say and he does it. Mm -hmm. It's really sad. It's not, it's not okay. And so Kasich, you know, he was mad because somebody like you, you know, you put a whole book together of live free or die of facts and proof and information and history. And, and these are all the things that have happened and please let's learn from our mistakes and grow from them. You know, as opposed to this erase our history, remember nothing. What is, what is happening? And Biden's just like, yeah, sure. Kasich's like, yeah, sure. And you're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Let's let's get rooted in fact here. And that was why Kasich ended up hating us, ended up hating Trump, because he couldn't control you and he couldn't control Trump. And you guys had things to back up your points. Kasich never did. You know, he, it he just was a, is just an I, empty there's something shell. that happens. I think there's and you're right on everything you're saying, but there's something else to this. If you look at all of the people that run for president every and I can tell you because I've interviewed them all for all these years I've been doing this. They Especially all, in 2016, when we did all of them at the time, I think when we I think we did the first interviews of 16 of the 17. Oh the one I didn't do That's first insane. was Donald Trump. Right. I did not. Have, all right. So putting that aside, and I was open to everybody at that point. I wanted to hear their platform. I wanted to hear what they had to say. I kept an open mind, and it became very, very clear. And and I'm still friends with many of them. Ted Cruz was pretty mad for a while, but he, you know what? He's now working with the president. He got over it. Good for him. 
Um, I think others hold some resentment, like Rick Perry. He didn't care. Rick Perry tried his best, yeah, didn't work, dude. moved on. I mean, but if you look at Hillary is still trying to push, you know, one excuse or another as to why she lost. People lose elections and then they lose their mind. And I, I would argue Mitt Romney is a case in point. I'd argue John McCain is a case in point. You know, the people that run and lose Al Gore is a case in point. They all think they're going to win. And in the case of Donald Trump, they didn't understand the moment. And the moment, I think, still exists today. And that is people are sick of these 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 swamp creatures. And I, I don't have anything against, you know, Bill Kristol or Jonah Goldberg. I really don't. I mean, they, they're smart people. They they just they have it out for President Trump. That's fine. We live in a free country. But don't tell me you're supporting a conservative. You know, don't make the case that this is what, you know, you think it ought to be for America, because whether you say that you're either voting for Joe Biden or you're just going to stay home. Well, that's a half a vote for Biden, as far as I'm concerned. You can't escape that. And if it's the style you don't like, what is what is the part of the substance you don't like? You know, because I don't understand that part of it, and nor do I really even want to talk to them about it because they don't like me anyway. But my point is, is that learn it. What's up? They're not bothering to learn it. They don't know what the platform is. No, they, they do. just know they that do. they can't control it. No, they, That's you know all what it is. is. They it's can't control. control their own rage and the fact that look, there, there, there's always been um, there's always been a, a liberty. Look, every party is a coalition party. Democrats, we know, play identity politics. Republicans, you know, they're more, more fiercely independent than people know and. You know, when I say, for example, why I choose to wear a mask is because I see anecdotally in the worst moments of COVID in New York that it worked. And I gave that I've given those examples all the time. So I think you have more independent thinking on the on the conservative side of things. And I don't mind that at all. But you have those with a more libertarian wing, which I kind of lean more and more towards libertarianism in, in some aspects of our life. Get government the hell out of our lives as much as possible. Um. Obviously, coronavirus is an exception, and you got to rise to that occasion, and I think we will. But more importantly, I think what's very, very key, critical, crucial in all of this is that if they're saying something about themselves and about people like me that just aren't true, they've got to accept that this is what they're embracing. That is what they are embracing. And... I it's a free country. Go do what you do. But there's like a real hatred. It's pathological at this point. By the way, Nancy Pelosi, it's going to be Pelosi, Schumer and Biden. 125 years of failure. She's now calling federal law enforcement officers stormtroopers. Wow. By the way, a Washington police officer was killed following a traffic stop that always wanted to serve, according to his brother. Jonathan Shoup joined the. Local police department in Bethel uh, over a year ago, Washington State police officer, 32 years old. So sad. Seattle police chief says 50% of budget cut would be a tragic decision. It's politically motivated. D.C. shooting, a man killed eight. Uh, man killed eight others wounded in the nation's capital. Mm-hmm. We don't want law and order. There now is a movement I mentioned earlier. That now there are people, African-Americans, saying stop. We want to refund our police. I think it's a good idea. Refund the police. Sort of like 
with the Goya bean thing, a boycott versus a boycott. Um, I think it's all good. I don't. I, I don't see, see Joe America's. I'm sorry. What? I can't wait to see all the celebrities coming out to pay for the police officers' funerals. Oh yeah. No celebrities can't have wait. their security. Politicians have their security. You look at Minneapolis, sure. the city council. They they just hired private security. I don't yep. see safety and security in Biden's America. Oh God. Because no. Barack and Joe did nothing for Chicago. This is Exhibit A. You have liberal extremists. He is now Bernie Sanders AOC. They have now convinced Joe that the police, you know, he's making statements like Nancy Pelosi. They've become the enemy. That's why the National Association of Police Organizations that endorsed Obama and Biden in 08 and 12 are now 100% Trump. And by the way, it's not just the media pointing out Biden's bizarre general election shift uh, to the left. Even Bernie Sanders, he's bragging he got it done. There's an Axios piece. Elizabeth Warren's influence on Biden is, is very visible. He's gone hard left, which shows weakness. And I keep going through what this is going to mean. And I will tell you that I think that if this becomes down to law and order, safety and security, Donald Trump is going to be reelected. If it, I think a lot of it also has to do, I think we've got to get to the, the serious, significant, real issues of COVID. You know, COVID deaths, by the way. I mean, you, we knew, I always said it was a matter of when, not if, that you, you're going to have these hot spots and you're, it's going to come back, and it has. And, you know, according to the New York Times coronavirus tracking page, if I quote them, they're the ones that advised you in February. Oh, who says it's not safe to travel to China? All right. We're still having more deaths than anybody would ever want. And now you see a doubling down. The CDC, I thought, made a good recommendation. If everybody would wear masks voluntarily, I don't want to mandate anybody do anything. They'd wear it that, you know, we'd see a dramatic decrease. Um, I've talked about the fraudulent you know, positives, 100 percent positives all over Florida and Texas. The problems that they've had there, too. It's a little scary that they keep getting this wrong. You know, just like all the models were wrong. How reliable was the surging case numbers in Texas? And is, Texas was inflated, it appears, according to the Texas Observer, by its covid testing numbers because they included the antibody tests. OK, well, that muddies the waters and the data and, and helps had the testing numbers and they've had problems like they did in florida we can't even get accurate testing numbers because they're saying well it's 100 percent positivity rate new york city covert uh contact tracers that exist they're not even allowed to ask if you participated in a protest how dumb is that by the way in terms of schools opening i can give you the list of schools that are doing it you have 20 countries that are reopening their schools you know, Taiwan, Germany, Denmark, Sweden, Norway, France, Vietnam, New Zealand, Iceland, South Korea. You know, and what you're seeing there is the U.S. should take note. Overall, the data is suggesting, and I'm reading this from where the Daily Caller today, I believe, in Australia, Austria, Canada, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Israel, Japan, the Netherlands, elsewhere. I'm just telling you what they're saying. You know, data suggests it's rare for kids to develop severe symptoms if they do get the virus. But they're doing it in, in creative ways with the knowledge that we've gained. Want to make sure they don't bring it home to mom and dad or grandma and grandpa. But it's happening in all these. But, you know, now it's become a cause celeb for the left. Rather, You know, we're politicizing everything. WebMD pointed out unconfirmed COVID cases are now being included in state death counts. Uh, Minnesota Public Radio is the change in the COVID death certificate stirs controversy. 
I really think, you know, why can't they get simple numbers like this right? Because they never do. And if they do, they always get it wrong. White House is giving $70 billion to make schools safe for reopening. Good. Okay, this is money that is well spent and important. We want to keep our children safe or their parents safe. That's who we are. That's what we do. What we've learned is protect the elderly, the most vulnerable population, underlying conditions, and compromised immune systems. We also learned that they were wrong about hydroxychloroquine. We also learned, you know, it was Fauci who was saying in, in late March, we don't need to wear a mask. Okay, I mean, everyone's changed their views. Now they're saying, I'm anecdotally, I've been saying I'm wearing it. You know, when I go out, because I don't want to get somebody else sick, a grandma or a grandpa. And I also want to go to a baseball and a football game. I have selfish motives there. Bad things happened, and Strook and Page, the two lovers, and uh, many other people, many other people. When you look at, uh, I could I could go down a list of lots of people that were spying on my campaign. It was totally illegal. If that were the other way around, the people would be in jail for 50 years, and it would have started two years ago. It's a disgrace what's going on. We caught them. A hundred percent. As far as General Flynn, he's a, a great hero. He's a great gentleman. What they're doing to that man, they've destroyed that man, but he'll come back. He's going to come back. Roger Stone was treated very unfairly, unbelievably unfairly. And I watched that and I thought it was incredible the way that he's man about was to treated, go to jail, including you know that. with the jury forewoman who was. It was disgraceful. And the judge, the way she treated him, I think it was a disgrace that they didn't give him a retrial, Roger Stone. And Papadopoulos, I mean, you they have a tape of his conversation. If anything, he's like, it was a perfect, as I said about my conversation, I turned out to be right. It was a perfect conversation that Papadopoulos had, and they destroyed him too and put him in jail for two weeks. So these people and Paul Manafort, what they did to that man, is is a disgrace. So what did you know about those moves to investigate uh, Michael Flynn? And was there anything improper done? I know nothing about those moves to investigate Michael Flynn. I do want to press that. You say you didn't know anything about it, but you were reported to be at a January 5th, 2017 meeting where you and the president were briefed on the FBI's plan to question Michael, Michael Flynn over those uh, conversations he had with the Russian ambassador Kislyak. No, I thought you asked me whether or not I had anything to do with him being prosecuted. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I was aware that there was, that there, they asked for an investigation, but that's all I know about. Mr. Vice President, what was your involvement in the investigation uh, of Michael Flynn and the FBI investigation of Michael Flynn? I was never a part or had any knowledge of any criminal investigation into Flynn while I was in office, period. Not one single time. And he's gone through hell. He's been destroyed, but he'll make a comeback. He's going to make a great comeback. Would you have him back into the White House? I would. I think he's a great gentleman. He's a great... He's been in the military for mm -hmm. many, many decades, actually. Mm -hmm. Highly respected. What General Flynn went through is so unfair, mm -hmm. and he's still going through it. If he were a Democrat, that would have never happened, number one. And number two, if it did happen, it would have been an immediate exoneration. Mm -hmm. With us, it's always harder. But in the meantime, I'm here, and they're not. All right, there it is. I cannot believe, as the president cannot believe, and anybody that believes in, in equal justice application of our laws, that this is still going on. This doesn't go away. It doesn't matter that you, you have both sides. You have the Attorney General, Department of Justice, saying we've got no case, we want no case. 
Now all this evidence has emerged. In fact, they they knew they had no case against General Flynn. And yet they abuse power as corruptly as it can be abused. And and they're they're talking inside the White House. Even Comey says, yeah, there's nothing wrong with the Kislyak call. Yeah. But they still, well, can we bring up the Logan Act? Are you kidding me? I mean, this is this is how we treat veterans because you have political disagreements. I mean, these are dangerous times. And by the way, all of it is on the line in 106 days. This poor man and his family, he has been fighting now for years. He had to sell his house. He literally had his entire life turned upside down, his career turned upside down. You know, smears, lies, slander, besmirchments, all of the above. And General Flynn is still having to fight to get this case finally put behind him. And if the president did appoint him in a second term, boy, I'd be pretty happy about that. He's been fighting for years. What was the last thing they did? Well, we don't think you lied, but either you say on this paper that you lied to us or we're going to we're just going to go after your kid. Now, maybe that doesn't make sense to some of you. Why would you sign something that 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 you're, you're admitting to something that, you know, isn't true? Well, if somebody puts pretty much a gun to your head, which is what they do. This is what prosecutorial abuse is all about. Well, we'll just have to go over. We're just going to have to take on your son because your son was in the business with you. And and therefore, what does that sound like? Does that sound like justice to you? What, what happened to Roger Stone? Does that sound like justice to you? Or pa- Paul Manafort? Or Papadopoulos? How about the President of the United States? How about Carter Page? Does this sound like justice to any of you? It's all on the ballot in 106 days. He's been fighting for years against this, this entire Russia collusion hoax. It's been a proven a hoax. A lie, propaganda, misinformation. Lives have been ruined needlessly. A great injustice has occurred. The 1% deep state, 7th floor, FBI, the Comeys, the McCabes, the Trucks, the Pages. And I want to know what Clapper and Brennan knew and what, you know, how out to their eyeballs are they in this mess? Um, What now goes on from here? Sidney Powell, author of the book License to Lie, a book about prosecutorial abuse, um, interestingly, she praised the judge Emmett Sullivan, who had worked on the Ted Stevens case out of Alaska. Ten, turns out he's the judge in this case. He has no standing to file this petition he filed. He's ignored the ma- massive motion to dismiss new evidence filed by the government. This is the guy that that rushed to judgment and questioned the patriotism of General Flynn, excoriated his attorney, Sidney Powell. He said there's no Brady material. There was a ton of Brady material, and there's still more coming out every day. Uh, anyway, Sidney Powell joins us. Sidney, what's the latest? Hey, Sean. Well, the latest is a brief we filed today with the District of Columbia Court of Appeals, the Federal Circuit Court, explaining that Judge Sullivan doesn't even have standing to ask for rehearing. He's a judge, not a party, and no judge has ever been allowed to seek rehearing on a petition for writ of mandamus or a mandamus order in anywhere in the country. And also, the, the case is over. There's just no more case or controversy. And every single case that has addressed a government's motion to dismiss has ordered that it be granted. 
So this case needs to be over. It needed to be over about three months ago when the government filed its petition, and it's way past due to be over now. Hopefully the Court of Appeals will do that within the next week or so. Is that how long you expect it's going to take? But We might have final freedom for, for General Flynn at that point? Yes. If, it, if the D.C. Circuit does what it should do according to the law and denies the rehearing on the mandamus, then it should be over within the next week or two at the latest. When you look at the totality, and I know you're just representing General Flynn, and we saw what happened with, with the, the the judge in the case of Manafort and Roger Stone, and Roger Stone didn't have a fair and impartial jury at all. President commuted his sentence, which was, was the, in my opinion, the right thing to do. Paul Manafort, he's, he's out of jail, but, I mean, they dug up a case that was long dead, gone, and buried, and according to Politico, in 2017, well, as part of an effort, actually, in 2016, they described the effort in January 2017 of how a DNC operative working with the Ukrainian embassy in Washington, D.C., uh, were working with the Ukrainians to dig dirt on Trump and on Manafort and anybody else that they could find. Um, none of these other people have gotten justice. Poor Papadopoulos had to spend a couple of weeks in jail. I'm sure that wasn't particularly pleasant for him. And, uh, and you know, the, the list goes on. Not only that, Carter Page lost his constitutional rights and civil liberties, but they also lied, premeditated fraud on a FISA court when they knew darn well before the first one that there was no way they could verify it. Steele had an agenda. Hillary paid for it. And then when they ultimately interviewed the subsource, subsource said uh, that was like bar talk. No, we didn't. That wasn't real. And now I understand we're getting closer and closer to maybe even finding out who actually lied about the whole thing. I mean, where, where is it going to be justice here, Sydney? Because if this system is allowed to continue, you know, th- th- this is worse than a banana republic. Uh, it's very scary, Sean. I mean, John Durham has got to proceed with some indictments here for obstruction of justice and other charges that are just sitting there waiting to be indicted because everybody who made up evidence or lied to the court or hid the evidence has obstructed justice against General Flynn and any number of other people. Yeah, it's unbelievable. How is he holding up? How is his family holding up? The Flynn family is just the most amazing group of people I've ever seen, all all sides and parts of it. They're extraordinary patriots. Many of them have served in the military or have kids serving in the military. They're, they're just a very strong, faithful, amazing, patriotic group of people, and they have rallied around Mike and Lori and their prayers and their efforts and their support in every way have sustained all of us. Well, I got to thank you, Sidney uh, Powell, because, uh, you know, you've done incredible work here. It's been an uphill fight every step of the way, and, and there's a chance this is all over with maybe in a week. That's what our hope is, right? And that's what our hope is, that the court yeah. promptly denies the rehearing petition. All right, Sidney Powell, thank you so much for being with us. Great job, as always. Our best to the to General Flynn and his family. Audrey's in Pennsylvania. Audrey, hi, how are you? Glad you called. Sean, first of all, you're a great American. God bless you and your family and your brave work that you do every day. You're amazing. That's it. Thank you. Question. Um, what, can the Trump administration, I don't know legally, can they hire General Flynn back now, later, whenever? I think Oh, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a full exoneration of General Flynn. Yeah, they can... 
And I wouldn't be surprised I, maybe in a second term to see that happen. And I, if that's what he absolutely. wants to do, um, I now, think I it would think, be I a great Trump idea. Trump is a genius, and I know he'll time it perfectly. But I think when Durham comes out with the indictments, hopefully before Labor Day, that would be incredible because the news media would then have to force coverage um, and the coup would have to be exposed like it should have been all along. I, I, I've got to be honest. I can't believe all this happened in this country. I honestly, it's very hard. As much as I've reported on this, this has been over three plus, almost three and a half years of my life now. I cannot believe all that we have reported here. You know, it is it is unbelievable to me. But that's that's what has happened here. And, you know, this Judge Sullivan, look, if this is allowed to continue, we won't have a justice system. I keep saying with as much urgency as I can muster the five alarm fire in my heart and my mind and even my soul right now. It is full time adrenaline running through my veins. And I'm telling you why, because everything's on the line here. It's everything. I, you know, I make my lists, I lay them out. I won't repeat them now, but that's how significant this all is to me. Uh, anyway, good call, Audrey. Appreciate it. All right, as we head back to our busy uh, telephones, 800-941-SEAN is our number. We say hi to Jeff, is in the great state of Michigan. Boy, could we use Michigan in 106 days. How are you, Jeff? Glad you called, sir. Well, thanks for taking my call, Sean, and we do need a new governor. But that being said, um, I, I think Trump should jump on all these retiring police officers, bring them into the federal marshal system, leave them right where they're at, and have them continue patrolling the areas that they are patrolling already. Look, I, I, we need the help. I mean, that's the bottom line. And what is sad is, you know, with all the protesters, all the anarchists, I can only use New York City numbers. But the shooting victims are anywhere between 97 to 100 percent some weeks uh, minorities in America. Now, it's fascinating. It was fascinating to watch some stories evolve this week in a Portland protest. An African-American man with an American flag stood against the protesters, you know, tearing down a fence. None of you are representing, he said, uh, black lives. He was carrying the flag. He's saying, please don't do this to our, our home. This is our home. There was a black woman that dumped paint on the Black Lives Matter murals in New York City. We want our police. Please refund the police. The woman's name is Beverly Beatty. Jesus matters. You know, a man with that, you know, this is all happening because, you know, I, I always say the criminal element's a small element, but it's a big enough element. And anyway, but, you know, if we don't protect our, our, our grandmas and grandpas, if we don't protect our moms and dads and our children, I mean, we're losing it all. This, you know, precious lives are being lost here. More police lives lost this weekend. And I, I'm looking at the cities disintegrate before our very eyes. But I'm calling it what it is. This is now decades of all these liberal mayors, all these big cities, all these failed educational systems, all of this violence, they've done nothing to protect people. They've didn't, done nothing to offer the ladder of success to our, our, the children in their cities and towns. And that is a preview of coming attractions. You know, Biden is like, and the mob is out there saying, well, he didn't say what he said. Yes, he did. He said the police have now become the enemy. And of course, I'll reallocate money. Well, what does that mean? Anything other than defund? And, you know, and then he's adopted Bolshevik Bernie. Then he's adopted 
AOC. Then he's adopted confiscation gun czar Bezo Bodo, Bozo. You know, then he's, you know, partnering with Pelosi and Schumer. And the, between the three of them, you got 125 years of failure. You don't think this election matters? That matters to me. You know, it's uh, a lot at stake here, including safety and security, law and order. All right, quick break. We'll do uh, a lot of calls. Kevin McCarthy is here uh, and much more straight ahead as we continue. I'd right, live free or die. America and the world on the brink in Latin. Live free or America dies. 15 days. Hannity.com. Amazon.com. It is the comprehensive, all-encompassing roadmap to what is at stake when you become the ultimate jury in 106 days. Um, It has everything you need to know that you can inform yourself and your friends, liberal friends, conservative friends, uh, about everything that's on the line here, because it is pretty much everything. Um, It's pretty unbelievable what what we're facing here. I want to play some of the the chaos uh, that I was discussing earlier in the program today. Uh, You know, one, the Portland mayor telling Trump to get troops out of our city, blaming Trump and federal troops for reigniting the protests. Uh, Yeah. okay. Uh, They were actually protecting federal property. Nice try. Get out of our city and state and first clean up the graffiti. Uh, I love how people pass the blame. What are the Seattle now going to blame Donald Trump for what happened in the chop Chaz autonomous zone anyway also the oregon governor calling of uh, the portland street violence a distraction from the work of eradicating racism okay and then saying that uh, trump needs to get troops out of portland adding gasoline to the fire do the people in your cities i asked these governors and these dumb mayors these dumb governors do they deserve safety do they deserve security you really want the anarchists to be just taking over city blocks are you not offended at all Watching these police officers being, you know, bricks and bottles and 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 rocks and Molotov cocktails and, and even guns. You don't care about any of that because I do. And then you can hear we'll go to we'll end it with Chicago. By the way, another violent update on Chicago. Well, pretty much the same as last weekend, sadly, because every one of the people shot. There were 63 shot this weekend in Chicago, 12 dead, 18 cops injured. Pretty much your average weekend in Chicago. That we talked about during the Biden Obama years. Barack and Joe did nothing. 63 gunned down, 12 fatalities, 18 police officers injured. Obviously, things are very challenging right now. I was very, very clear with the Trump administration and the head of the Homeland Security to take their federal troops off the streets of Portland. The Trump administration needs to stop playing politics with people's lives. We don't have a secret police in this country. This is not a dictatorship, and Trump needs to get his officers off the streets. There's absolutely no question that by having the presence of federal officers here, it's simply like adding gasoline to a fire. I was very, very clear when I spoke with the head of Homeland Security earlier this week that the situation had been improving over the past several weeks and that their presence here substantially escalated the situation. Huh? 
I don't know. I mean, if if 63 people shot in one city, 12 dead, 18 police wounded is not. I mean, that is a war zone. The president calling it a war zone. The president's right to call it a war zone. And I've been going through it all. I mean, you've got, you know, rioters damaging a dozen police officers injured. I mean, that's in Seattle. It's happening everywhere. I think we're up to 1,300 or more police officers injured. Now I think we're up to 14 dead. How many more have to die? You know, what about the business owners? They've had to shut down their businesses or the violence and the looting. I mean, at what point do we think about grandma, grandpa, mom and dad and our little children? Because we're reporting deaths of kids one years old, seven years old, eight years old. And of course, Horace uh, Lorenzo Anderson Jr., 19 years old in the chop zone. Are we going to have to listen to bullhorns of police officers and first responders saying, please let us through. We are trying to we're trying to bring medical attention to those that have been shot. We're begging you. We have to beg now to help our fellow Americans shot when seconds matter. Seconds matter. And they're not doing anything. All right, let's get back to our busy telephones here. Let's say hi. Is it Mira is in Washington? Mira, how are you? Glad you called. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for everything you do. I love listening to you. I love that you're a champion of truth. And it's just, I do home health, physical therapy. I'm in and out of my car. So I love listening to you. By the way, um, God, God bless you for doing that. I know many people that have needed this, stroke victims, accident victims, uh, veterans. I mean... It, it is the toughest job. You're dealing with people, you know, that you in some cases you have to teach them to walk again. You must have the patience of Job. Oh, thank you so much. Well, it's definitely a passion, and I love it. So um, I wanted to talk to you about, um, by the way, we, we did move out of Seattle, and uh, we're down in Tacoma now, and I'm terrified for what's going on, and I do want to say I really hope the silent majority comes out because it's really freaking me out that this election is supposed to be close. I wanted to talk to you on the subject of COVID. Um, I'm because I'm a healthcare worker. I'm part of a research study. They test me often for COVID because I'm part of a research study. Mm-hmm. And about a week ago, they tested me positive, and I didn't mm-hmm. believe that I was positive. And so I demanded more tests, and I really had to demand those more tests. But they took me back to the research hospital, and then they finally got me two negative tests and my, um, so, so my positive test wasn't really positive, but, um, by I the way, that, that's not that unique. I- that has happened. The tests are not perfect. I've been tested so a number of times myself because of the work that I do. And, and in particular, the times that I've been around the president, I get tested every time. Yeah. And what, what was really crazy is that the health department was then calling me a few days later. One, I lost two days of work. Nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about all these people that are losing all this work, even though we can do it safely, as you guys were just talking. They called, the health department called me and then told me that I still needed to treat that test as positive and have a 14-day quarantine. And I said, but I just got two negative tests. And then it, <laughs> it was crazy. So then she finally came back on the phone and said she talked to a lead. Yeah, I'm having a hard time. You've got to speak right into the phone. Go ahead. Yeah, I think it's a connection. Sorry. Um, 
anyways, I just wanted to let you know that story. And I think well, I mean, that's scary, number one. I mean, you know, I, you raise a great point. I'm going to let you go because of the connection. But thank you so much for all you do every day. You know, when you look in Florida at the numbers there, you know, Fox 35 broke this story. And all of these anomalies that were happening on the data down in Florida and all these positive cases based on antigen tests, 100 percent of the people going in all these facilities, positive, positive, positive. I mean, and then a study in Los Angeles earlier this year found that there were far more people who have the antibodies than actually have the current active COVID infection. And to include people who test positive for antibodies and the overall COVID case count is guaranteed to send the numbers through the roof. And the Florida Department of Health confirming that although private and public laboratories are required to report positive and negative results, Fox 35 reported specifically, they said that some smaller private labs were not reporting any of the negative tests. So it's, you know, again, lying from the mob and the media. It took, you know, Fox 35 to break that open. You know, for example, you know, the headline in the Texas Observer is Texas inflating its COVID-19 testing numbers by including the antibody test. You know, now we've got that problem there. We're trying to get good information. That's the bottom line. We're trying. And, you know, it really ticks me off that the so-called experts have been so wrong so many times, so often on pretty much everything. But, you know, I, I only can go with, with what we what remains the same. We broke down the sequence of this virus in six weeks. It used to take six years. That means that put us on a path. That, remember the, the president's, you know, urgent task force to get the vaccine. He set that up. Uh, now we we have uh, AstraZeneca and Moderna and they're now out there and we're now in stage three trials and they're saying hundreds of millions of doses of a vaccine could be available before the end of the year. I mean, now some of you might not want to take it. I'm not, I wouldn't want to force anybody to take it if they don't want to. If they come up with one that can convince me, Moderna, AstraZeneca, and if, uh, like I was talking to Dr. Oz last week, if the 30,000 people, if all 30,000 of them get the antibodies and nobody has, you know, anything other than maybe a, a slight flu symptom for a day or two, um, I'd probably take it. That's my own choice. But I get a flu shot every year, and some of you people think I'm nuts for getting a flu shot every year, but that's what freedom's all about, isn't it? All right, as we uh, continue Sean Hannity's show on this Monday, um, Linda rolls her eyes every time I tell her I'm getting a flu shot. But I haven't gotten the flu well, in I years. Mean, what? Oh, you can say it. I don't day, care. I, listen, I don't get the flu shot, and I don't get the flu. So well, you don't get the flu. You know, you, you know, you don't get the flu shot. No, but no. <laughs> but no, seriously, I, I understand. I totally respect your position. You have no argument for me. It, you know, if, but if they I come think... up with Moderna, if they come up with a a vaccine that is satisfies my read, just like I once we found Dr. Daniel Wallace at Cedar Sinai, forty two years. He's the foremost expert in hydroxychloroquine, and he said the risks of giving it to patients is nil. And then now the Ford study comes out confirming, yeah, dramatic results if given early. Trump was right. See, see, my concern, Sean, is that, you know, hydroxychloroquine, which is given to the United States by Teva and comes in at maybe 10 or 11 cents, you know, a pill. And then is less than that. I think it's three. 
Well, yeah, but when it's marked up to the American, you know, wholesaler and then it distributed through pharmaceuticals to the American public, it's still relatively affordable, you know, less than $10. So now we're talking about remdesivir and, and Moderna's trials, and all of these are million-dollar expansion lab trials. You know, we have no experience. We have no history. We have zero information. We're starting from from a, from the ground level instead of starting with hydroxychloroquine, which has been used for over... 30 years for bipulmonologists. So 65. to me, it doesn't... Okay, yeah, fine. But 65, so, it's been in existence 65 years. But I'm just saying, like, over the past three years, it has been used successfully in people with uh, just a wide variety of, of different ailments, and, and they have their doctors prescribing it, and it works. So it's like, if we see that it works for certain people, and well, here's it's an a question. alternative, why are we doing God forbid, got COVID, would you take hydroxychloroquine and azithromycin and zinc? Would I? Yes. Would I? A hundred percent. hundred percent. Absolutely. But I'm not telling people Absolutely. what to do. I'm just saying what I but would But one more point that we haven't talked about too much on the show yet. We haven't talked about there it. Is, right. we, we haven't. We could do it in, in, later on too. But there are a lot of people calling in and, you know, they waited in these lines to get tested now that the tests are more readily available, whether it be for the antibodies or it's for the original test, whatever. And they're standing there in the lines four hours long. They get out of the line. They don't get the test taken. And then they get a positive result, uh, you know, information slip sent to their home. And they're like, I never took the test. Mm -hmm. So all these people are getting these strange notices that they tested positive for something they never tested for. That worries me. Yeah, look, a lot of this stuff worries me. You know what worries me is 106 days from now. You know, uh, you were, listen, you you have, I guess, I, we have different ways of looking at elections. And you were like, Trump's not going to lose. Trump's not going to lose. Trump in 2016, I'm like, of course he can lose. You know, we've got it. You got to play. I, pl- I If you want to use the sport analogy, have you figured out what it means to cross the plane yet? Do you know what it means yet? No, I, I have, nor do I care. I have no okay. idea what you're talking the about. The way I look at every election is Republicans, I won't let, list the states, they have to run the table. They're on their own 20. You got to march down the field, football field, 80 yards. You got to cross the plane. That means the ball has to cross over the end zone line. You get six points, but you're down by six. Then you got to kick the extra point to win. That's the urgency I feel, and I will feel uh, in, in 106 days from now, I will be telling people, you're behind, go vote. You're behind, go vote. But you got to believe but people have to commit to it. And if not, you're going to get a government. If the policies of AOC and Bolshevik Bernie and Gunzar Bezo uh, Bozo uh, and Pelosi Schumer and the ever so forgetful and confused and corrupt Joe, uh, those policies will destroy the greatest economy on earth. It will. And I don't know if you can ever recover. I'm not going to give up. What are you going to do if Biden wins? I'm going to keep working. What are you going to do if Trump wins? I'll just keep working, I guess. Not working forever, but I'm going to keep working. Uh, The country means too much to me. There's too much at stake here, which is why in 15 days we're going on a launch. We'll have more details either later this week or early next week for sure. But we are now, you know, I'm on a mission to just make sure everybody's informed. Everybody understands what's going on. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. News Roundup, Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. 106 days until you become the ultimate jury. That was the compromised, uh, corrupt, congenital liar, Adam Schiff. Yes, of course, we'll investigate Trump should he ever leave office. 
okay, this guy is the only one caught on tape. A boost of, uh, we have an accompaniment material. Uh, what, are, what are they? Uh, naked Trump. Picks a naked Trump. Uh, does, has Vladimir seen them? He's the only idiot that's on tape having been recorded colluding. And we have to listen to him. We've now been able to get the transcripts from the House Intelligence Committee that he was hiding forever. And what do we learn? A timeline exists. And that is the corrupt, compromised, congenital liar, Adam Schiff, would literally hear from Sally Yates and all these people in the Obama administration about Trump-Russia collusion. No evidence, no evidence, no evidence, no evidence. Then you go out to the to press. Oh, yeah, there's a mountain of evidence. It's so oh, it's a slam dunk case. How does he get away with it? Unbelievable. And then, of course, Pelosi, whether he or not, he knows it or not, he'll be leaving the White House and then they'll be fumigated. OK, well, uh, I'm not so sure they're going to get it back that you will decide that. Not me. The American people will. Kevin McCarthy is with us. He is the Republican leader. Uh, uh, how do you assess this race? One hundred and six days out, in my opinion, the last two week, two weeks, we have now seen a shift. Not you know, evidenced by some polls, not all of them, but this is the shift. Joe Biden out of weakness. He has never said a word of support for our police. He has said, yes, they become the enemy. He has said that when asked, he would reallocate monies away from the police. OK, that means defund. He's adopted and flank, frankly plagiarized Bernie's economic ag- agenda of radical extreme socialism. AOC's agenda on the Green New Deal. Uh, him and then Bozo O'Rourke's agenda on, yeah, we'll take We're going to knock on your door and take your guns away. The guns are a Biden Add that to Schumer and Pelosi and Biden. You got 125 years, the three of them, nothing but failure. And I, I don't believe he has the mental alertness, strength and stamina to be president. Side note, Kevin McCarthy. I think you have it all down. I mean, he did say and agree that he would defund the police because he was going to lower the funding. I mean, think about it. They have Congresswoman Omar who wants to dismantle America society, the same society where she was born in Somalia, lived in a refugee camp. America opens their arms, brings her to America. She now becomes a congresswoman. Less than 11,000 people ever in the history of this country have ever been a represent, uh, in the House of Representatives, and she wants to dismantle instead of duplicate. And then you've got Pelosi, who thinks the mob should run the world, that oh, people will just do what they do. And it, it, she thinks Portland is just a graffiti problem. This race is going to be close. But this is why it's going to be close, because Biden has surrendered to the socialists. He has given over. I don't care. He's been here five decades, and what has he achieved? And you can't tell me one item that he's going to make better in the next four years if he was president. The only thing you will know for sure is he has surrendered to the socialists, because Bernie Sanders even says he's going to be the most progressive president ever because he let him run the tables with him. Okay, so but historically, I've never seen anything like this, and I think it's born out of weakness. I just don't think the mob and the media has figured it out. If if Joe Biden were like every other past presidential candidate, they'd run hard to the left, secure the base. He could never out left flank Bernie and he had trouble. And and had there been more scrutiny or proper scrutiny by a, a mob in the media, uh, I think they probably Bernie would have done better, still did well. But now instead of going to the center. He's now gone further left and and now adopted this team of radical extreme socialists. And 
but you know, between that and whatever cognitive issues he has or doesn't have, uh, I can't believe that this guy is their choice, and that is his strategy. It's exactly his strategy. And if you think, is he going to be strong enough to stand up to the socialists in their party? The answer is no, because he's already surrendered to them. And then think what they're going to do if they were to win. They will change the rules of the game. The Supreme Court will become larger. They already voted for D.C. to become a state. They'll go next to Puerto Rico. They change the rules all the time. Remember what Biden just said. He wants to take away the filibuster. That same filibuster that the Democrats use so Tim Scott's police reform cannot come forward. Everything they've used in the system. They even changed the rules when Nancy Pelosi got her words taken down. They changed the rules so Nancy could still do what she wants. They've changed the rules when they took the power in California that you can harvest ballots. They changed the rules that you could turn your ballot in 17 days later. Think about all that stuff going nationwide. That's can you explain this 17 days later in California? You can turn your ballot in after the election. Yeah. Well, just remember the last election. We had four members of Congress in California, Republicans. They lost their election, but they didn't lose the day after the election. The day after the election, David Valadeo was ahead by six percentage points. Six points. Three weeks later, miraculously, he ended up losing by less than 1,000. How does that happen so far later? They changed the rules in California that if you're illegal, you can vote in school board races. They changed the rules in California. They just passed a bill moving forward to make it 17 years old that you can vote. They want to do everything they can to try to control the system because they cannot win. But, Congressman, I'm not understanding this. All of a sudden, 17 days later, and in other words, it doesn't have to be be postmarked? They postmarked 17 days after, and they're still going to count it. Okay, well, that would be vote harvesting potential and and fraud disaster. Well, they, they made that. They made that. Has anybody challenged the constitutionality of that stupidity? Well, think about what they've done. In, we have, but think about what they've just did in Congress for 244 years. No matter what crisis came before us, Congress would still come here and vote. Now they changed it where they have shadow voting in Congress. Where I watched a Democrat last week on a boat video in his his uh his vote can you imagine that he's sitting on a boat somewhere and they call oh i'll say i yeah whatever you need it's empowering nancy pelosi to have all the power that's what they've done today where members don't even show up to congress and still get paid let me ask you this um i've always thought that there should be one agenda uh you know reagan talked about a a a party that is revitalized with no yes. pale pastels, bold colored differences. He said, "Shiny city on the hill." Shiny yeah. city on a hill. Okay, now this is the biggest choice election. We'll go through the things you mentioned: the Supreme Court. They want to stack it. They want statehood for D.C. and Puerto Rico because they think those will be votes for them. Uh, change the filibuster. Get rid of and eliminate the electoral college. Uh, but then Biden's running on raising taxes. Trump will cut them. Biden's running on the new Green Deal, eliminating fossil fuels, uh, fracking, uh, coal. Uh, We're now energy independent and the biggest oil producer in the world right now. Uh, He wants amnesty Biden. Trump wants secure borders. They want sanctuaries, you know, us to be the United Sanctuary States of America. Uh, The president fighting for new trade deals. And the only thing that Joe and Barack ever fought for was 
uh, good tra- good trade deals for Hunter in Ukraine and China, or putting Mullah, uh, you know, 150 billion in cash and other currency on the tarmac of Mullahs. Now it's also about law and order, and security and safety. Because I don't think Americans are liking what they're seeing in Seattle, Portland, Chicago, and New York every weekend. I know I don't like it. I think now they said they're at the enemy is the police and that we're going to reallocate funds. How do you win on that? Well, this is how you win on it. You simply be very clear on what your agenda is going to be. And if I put it into three words and then we'll walk down through the different pieces of legislation, you want to renew, you want to restore, and you want to rebuild America. So what does that mean? It means there is no such thing as a mob rule, that we believe in law and order and justice, that everybody is equal, but you uphold the rule of law, that people cannot come over and run over a city. This idea that they want to defund the police, that now we're watching the murders happen to young children, they are calling for the police to come back in. We cannot allow these cities to be taken over. Secondly, we want to rebuild the strongest economy we've ever had even greater. How do we do that? We change the supply chain. Will Joe Biden stand up to China? The only person that has always stood up to China is President Trump, and he did it when he was citizen Trump. He's been proven right and again. He built the strongest economy for everyone in America, regardless of your gender or your race. And that's what it's going to take, too. Who can build this back? We know what Biden's going to do. He's going to raise your taxes. He's going to have socialism going forward. You're not going to have any job growth. What you're going to have is an exit out of the United States. The idea of what we want to have safe and security for our children in school. We're now finding from all the studies that our children, because they haven't been being taught, that they're losing more than 30% of what they were taught when it comes to math, science, and others. So we want our children to be safe in schools and their teachers. How can we build a plan for when we can bring it back? And the only way we're going to do that? is what the president should get a lot of credit for this. What he has done with warp speed, what we are going to see soon happening when it comes to therapeutics and vaccines. Nowhere else in the world can do this, but this president made that investment. I mean, between Moderna, I mean, I was, oh, yeah. uh, I'm really happy with AstraZeneca, uh, Moderna. I mean, they're now starting phase three trials at 30,000 people, and they're starting them, what, in uh, six days. That means if, if the results of phase two are continue, I mean, this thing, now we're going to kill it. What do you believe or think about the CDC recommendation as it relates to mask wearing? If we, if people voluntarily did it, we can really go a long way to killing this thing. I think we all should be wearing masks. You don't have to mandate it. When appropriate. I'm not wearing it at home, Kevin. I'm you don't not. need to wear it at home with those. But if you're going to go out, if you have the six feet distance, that's fine. But if you're going to go out around people, just wear the mask. I've watched the press. I was talking to the president today in the Oval Office. When he walked in at a hospital wearing the mask, I told you I had more people call me wanting one of those masks. Sell them. I mean, they make a lot of money. The, one of the but issues I'm saying to people hands, is wear your mask. We're good. We've got, we cannot shut this country back down. Can't. That, that is not the answer. You cannot shut this country back down. And think about what the Democrats would do. They would just shut everything under. We would not be there. What the president did was, let's find the best medicine. Let's find the best ability to fight this. He invested the money. So we're going with warp speed, something that we've never done before, that we're having therapeutics come in line. We've got better treatment. When we didn't have the ventilators and other, what the president do? He went and had them made. So now we ship them to other countries. We're about on the, the brink of having not one vaccine, but a number of com- 
companies have vaccines because the country, the president, invested with them to make that happen. And we'll, we'll not only make America safe, we'll share it with the rest of the world. But what are the other countries that are doing? Russia, China, Iran, they're trying to hack into our companies. Why? Because they don't want to work with us. And yeah, they want to steal Biden it. To them? By the way, yeah, it really frustrates me that we allow that to happen. All right. The most important. So if people are going to vote for President Trump and it's always hard for a Republican, I think, to win a national election, you got to you got to run the table. It's the way it's once you start out losing, what, 54 or five electoral votes, whatever it California. is in your state of California. How many is it? Fifty five. Fifty five. OK. Then you, New York, then the Illinois, then you got Oregon, then you got Washington State, New Jersey. You start out with all of these states just blue. By the way, all the states with the worst educational systems, all the states uh, that are, have sanctuary status, uh, all the states that also have allowed a lot of this violence and, and madness to occur and anarchists to take over. But now you have to win Florida. Hold Georgia, dem- changing demographics there. North Carolina, you got to win Ohio. You got to win Iowa. You got to pick off Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, maybe even Minnesota this time. Uh, the great city of Arizona. Kidding. Uh, but you got to hold that. You got to try for Nevada. You got to try for New Mexico. You got to try for New Hampshire. You got to try for Maine Congressional District 2. I'm arguing that if you do it, you might as well go down ballot. Otherwise, it's going to be a shift show after a shift show after a shift show, even if Trump wins. That's exactly right. Think about it for one moment. President Trump wins re-election, but you have Nancy Pelosi still a speaker. All they're going to do is try to tie his hands and not let him make this country really all the potential that we have. That's why you got to go down the ballot, just like you said. And you're correct. Look, we, the president only lost New Hampshire by 2,700 votes last time. Minnesota, we're very close. I think we can win Minnesota, too. We can add states to this map that we haven't added before. you got, you got Maine, where they go, Maine and Nebraska go by congressional district, not by entire state. We can do that. But the only way you want to do that, you want to make sure you take on the House as well. That's why you go to takethehouse.com, and we've got some amazing All right, stay candidates. right there. Uh, takethehouse.com, is that your website? Okay, got it. That's the one to go to, and you see all the candidates about All right, quick break. Final thoughts, Kevin McCarthy, then your calls on this Monday, 106 days till you're the ultimate jury, 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. All right, live free or die. Uh, Yeah, America and the world on the brink. That is not hyperbole. We're not overstating the case. What has made this country so great? That's in live free or die. What is the rise of the radicals? That's in there. What is the 2020 radical Joe Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, Bolshevik, Bernie, AOC, Gunzar, Beto, Bozo, O'Rourke. What is it? We lay it all out. Uh, Then we compare it to socialism, a history of failure. Then we talk about all what they have done, Democrats, the last four years to hurt and to harm this country. The lies they've told, the abuse of power they defended, the double standard, the reeking hypocrisy and the corruption. And then what is at stake? Pretty much everything. You want higher taxes? Vote for Biden. You want lower taxes? Vote for Trump. You want judicial activists? Go for Biden. If you want constitutionalists, vote for Trump. If you want energy independence, vote for Trump. If you want to give up oil, gas, and and energy independence, and you want to take away tens of millions of jobs for Americans in the energy sector, Specter, go right ahead. That's Biden. You want uh, 
amnesty for illegal immigrants, that's Biden. If you want secure borders, that's Trump. If you want the United Sanctuary States of America, yeah, that's Biden. If you want law and order, that's Trump. If you want safety and security in America's cities and towns so that people can actually pursue happiness and safety, that would be Trump. Uh, Biden is now saying the police have become the enemy. And in spite of reports, he did say, oh, yeah, no, I'd reallocate funds as many, many times as they try to back him off it. He's just lying. We played the tape enough. Uh, it's all on the line. Foreign policy, trade deals. What has Biden, Pelosi, Schumer and Obama done? What was their record? The mob and the media won't tell you. We'll tell you regularly. Uh, foreign policy where Hunter Biden, well, becomes a multi, 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 multi millionaire with deals with Ukraine and China. Or do you want tough on China policies, peace through strength policies? You want the policies that defeated the caliphate, the policies that took out uh, Baghdadi and associates and Soleimani and the Al Qaeda leader in Yemen literally destroyed that caliphate. I don't think Donald Trump's dropping 150 billion in cash and other currencies on the tarmac of the mullahs in Iran chanting death to America. That's the choice in 106 days. That's what's at stake here. That's why I wrote Live Free or Die and its subtitle America and the World on the Brink. Live Free or America as we know it will die. It's socialism, capitalism, everything that they're going to give you for free. Every time they promise you free, free, free. Well, you're giving up your freedom in exchange for false security. It is financially, mathematically, scientifically impossible to pay for what they say they're going to give America. They will they will they will be confiscating almost all of your wealth by the end of this. And you're going to see what it, we now have the model of of decades of liberal rule in all of these cities. These mayors, all of these states, blue states, and it's not pretty. And that's a preview of coming attractions. All right, let's get to our phones. Uh, oh, the great Don in Lake Ronkonkoma. Don, hey, how are you? Glad you called, my friend. Hey, Sean, it's always great to talk to you. You know, in the last few weeks and uh, months, you've been uh, pointing out all the turmoil that our country's going through. We, you know, we're seeing the, mark, the march of Marxism, especially in New York and New York City, and the uh, horrendous rise in crime and the attempt to radically change our American history by uh, destroying our monuments. And we have a Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, is calling federal agents who are trying to stop Antifa. She's calling them stormtroopers. And then you yes, have she did. Failing, these failing Democrat city and state leaders, they want President Trump to pay for their inability to act against these arsonists. Uh, I'm, you know, Sean, I'm just so looking forward to uh, how you summarize the uh, events we face in, that, in your new book, uh, Live Free or Die. I'm looking forward to that in a couple of weeks. I uh, Don, we have a lot of announcements coming. Thank you, my friend. It's always good to hear your voice. I wish our votes in New York counted, but they really don't. Uh, I wish they did. All right. Liberal Sean is in California. What's up, Liberal Sean? I hope do you like your 13 and a half percent income tax. Do you like the sanctuary state that California is in? Do you like that? Uh, Sean, my, my life has actually progressively gotten better the last four years. And just like it got better the four years preceding with Obama, I've been working hard. My career continues to progress. So I, but I do have a question for you. And I actually wanted to, to just make a quick point. It's in 106 days, this country is going to be divided regardless of who wins the presidency. And so you had a conversation last week with Leo Terrell and the sheriff, and it really got me thinking 
we as a country need to come together. We may not be able to agree on, on certain things, but there are things such as crime that I think liberals and conservatives all agree. It, it, it's terrible what's going on right now. And so as a country, we need to come together to figure out solutions. And I think in looking at Camden, New Jersey, there's a model in place where we can turn to and where if cities Camden, New Jersey. Okay. Not the, sure about that being uh, the model we had in terms of safety and security. Are you specifically talking about that? Well, what happened was Camden, New Jersey went to community policing three years ago and their murder rate used to be number one in the country. And now it's, uh, it's not even number one in New Jersey. There's be, there's, a respect between the community and the police that I just don't think is seen in probably most major cities in America. I've talked about these solutions. I've talked, you know, most of the cities we've discussed have majority minority police forces. That's number one. Number two, I've talked about more training for police officers. I used the George Floyd case. You know, the guy was in handcuffs. Look, everyone says I talk about my martial arts too much. I'm not trying to, but it's given me knowledge that I'm sharing. I'm a student. I've been a student for seven years, trained an hour and a half today. I train every day. And what I'm if you manipulate two fingers of somebody who's in handcuffs, I guarantee you get full compliance. Also, non-lethal alternatives mean a lot and should be in the arsenal of police officers. So they just don't have one option. But go ahead. Finish your thought. Oh, no, I, I completely agree with you. I think everybody agrees with you on that. Uh, my issue is just trying to weed out those that should never be on the force to begin with. And an example that I can give you is if you have an individual who thinks that a person that who isn't white is in a neighborhood and that automatically makes them suspicious, that person cannot be on a police force. And there are we have to weed those people out. Otherwise, the thing is about gonna... Camden, though, remember Camden, they disbanded, then they rebuilt the police force. So there might be things. Listen, I, this isn't about who is right. It's a matter of what is right to me. And and I, uh, yeah. and, and by the way, Rudy Giuliani also showed us what was right. Make sense? So you've got two examples, one conservative and one from a liberal uh, town where you come together and you can figure out a solution. That's all I'm trying to say is that. This country is so fractured right now that we need to, to figure out certain things to work together on to make this country better. Listen, I, I mean, we're, be- I, I think we all want the same thing. I mean, I think every American wants uh, you. Let me put it this way. If you want to pursue happiness, if we believe that rights are God given, endowed by a creator, they're not government given, they're God given and right to life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Right. But you can't pursue happiness if you can't leave your backyard. You can't pursue happiness if you're in a park and your one-year-old kid gets shot. You can't pursue happiness if your seven-year-old granddaughter gets shot in your backyard on the 4th of July. You can't get shot if your mom uh, makes a a wrong turn into an autonomous zone in Atlanta, and because of that, an eight-year-old girl is shot. You can't call it a summer of love zone, and then a 19-year-old young man is shot, and there's no pursuit of happiness at that point. This is basic and, and fundamental. The Democratic Party has now become the party that is saying, the, led by Joe, the police have now become the enemy. They are now leading the defund the police madness or uh, reallocating, whatever way you want to call it. And I'm just telling you, that's not going to work. 
And what we're seeing in New York is the people that are getting shot, the numbers the NYPD is putting out every week is anywhere between 97 and 100 percent, depending on the week, minorities that are the victims of these shootings. I don't want any of my fellow Americans shot. I don't want any of my fellow Americans in a hospital fighting for their lives. The president's right. This has become a, a, a war zone and the president offers help and he's told to get the hell out of town and told to, you know, clean up the graffiti on the way out. Well, that can't happen either because we owe it to every American to live in safety and security. Well, then what? Then we need a good education. Then we put in the rungs of the ladder so that moms and dads can give their kids the education that will give them the ladder to success in a free society. Then we need to, you know, end burdensome regulation, lower the tax base, create economic opportunity for those people that want to work hard, play by the rules, pay their taxes, obey the laws and live as freely as possible, knowing that there is human evil. That's it's kind of simple. Leave us the hell alone. Let us go do our thing. Let us bring God given talents to fruition and, go, and move forward. But you can't do it if it's not if you're not safe. Give you the last word. I, I, I agree with you. And I, I believe even though I consider myself liberal, I I agree with what you're saying. And there are a lot of us who are liberal moderately that do agree as well. And I want to work. I want to see this country work together. I do, too. But let me tell you something. How do you feel about your state? Even violent criminals that are supposed to be, as a matter of law, handed over to ICE, even when they get out of prison, sanctuary uh, state status prevents that from happening. So the government of California is aiding and abetting the law-breaking of individuals. Do you think that's law and order? No, I, that, I don't agree. That's with your that. state. I, I, I understand. Should, that. should Americans be paying for the health care education of people that didn't respect our laws, our borders and our sovereignty and came here illegally? But, Sean, I'm also. I don't know. Answer that question. Should Americans be paying no. for the education and and the health care for people that didn't respect our law, laws, border and sovereignty? Are Americans willing to come in? Or are I didn't Americans ask you that. Should Americans know, be forced to pay for to people it. that didn't respect our laws? our borders and uh in this country came here illegally should they be forced to pay all this it's 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 a loaded question because i can ask it's not a loaded question it's a right and wrong question it's a either we're a society of law or we're not but do you believe if you want to change the law change it but you can't just write your own law as convenient for you Sean, I completely understand what you're saying i don't care if you understand it you're supporting a form of lawlessness I'm also I'm actually supporting something that's actually practical because without practical. Well, how about you practically go convince enough people to change the law to your point of view? Why don't you follow the rule of law? We have a we're a we're a democratic republic. You elect representatives. You go to your representatives. You make appeals to them. You get them to change laws, write laws, and the whole process of a law. You know, something becoming a law. You want to bypass all of that. And you just want to mandate an edict or dictate, oh, well, 11 million people didn't respect laws, sovereignty. Okay, uh, all the rest of America is going to pay for your health care, your school system. And if you get in trouble and you're in our criminal justice system, we'll pay for that, too. And then when you get out of jail, we won't follow the law that says you're supposed to be deported. Does that sound like a society that is rooted in the rule of law to you? How many of those people provide How, does that does that sound no, like a society you, you, you're arguing you don't want to answer my questions you want to know why because you know because you, you will don't. sound foolish 
you know you'll no, sound not foolish. About sounding foolish. It's because not. it is foolish. Do you this believe in the rule in of law? Do you believe in the rule of law? Of course. Then if somebody of- violates the law, then should the law be upheld? Well, are you, if you... If okay, you you're going to ask me a question. You're not going to answer it, but you know, I'm telling uh, you why you won't answer it. I'm, not, I'm being nice about it. You're not going to answer for one reason, because it's not a good answer for you. It just isn't. You can't say you believe in the rule of law and then say, but, but I, I, like, I, like, I like the way I do it better than what the law says, because that's what you're telling me. Well, I agree in the rule of law, and five or six million people who are now providing goods and services are deported tomorrow. Then what are we supposed to do? Okay, you're not How listening to you, you, you're you're giving that. me every reason why you support not supporting the rule of law. But so you can't say that you support the rule of law and tell me that. Well, okay, if I'll leave you with law, that thought. Think about it. it. Have a good week. 106 days. That's California for you. What can I tell you? All right, Hannity tonight, nine Eastern. Hope you set your DVR and join us. The Kentucky couple who was made to wear ankle monitors because they wouldn't sign quarantine forms. Wow. Uh, They will join us. Also, the Missouri governor, Mike Parson, is pledging to give a pardon to that uh, St. Louis couple if, in fact, this rogue prosecutor goes after them. 9 Eastern tonight. We'll see you then. Set your DVR. Back here tomorrow. Just 14 days to live free or die.